First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 632 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. Joining me on the show today, country music sensation Chris Lane. Chris Lane's music has been streamed more than one and a half billion times on demand. He's had at least three number one country music songs in the U.S., including Big Big Plains, I Don't Know About You, and Fix. Now, Chris Lane and his wife, Lauren Bushnell, were recently featured in People magazine as they announced that they are expecting their second child. Really exciting stuff. Chris Lane is an all-American guy. He has got an unlikely path that led him to country music. We're going to get into all that and so much more today. I'm honored to have him on the podcast. Chris Lane will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And my interview with Chris Lane was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the country music star and myself, Please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and speaking about country music, I I did do an interview a few years ago with Lee Greenwood, the country music star who is famous, and you probably heard his song yesterday, God Bless the USA. It's one of my favorite patriotic songs of all time. I did listen to it myself yesterday as it was the 21-year anniversary of 9-11. Hard to believe. It's definitely one of those days that I I sit down and spend time with my own kids. My wife and I, we tell them about uh, just how we experienced that day. I was 20 years old myself when that happened. Uh, So we share kind of our own experience. We talk about the significance of that day. But I got to tell you uh, how disappointed I was yesterday. I know Twitter is just a cesspool of garbage. But just yesterday, just seeing how people were using 9-11 against one another politically and just personally, it just really made me sick. One of the best things that I tell my kids about 9-11, and it's the only real good thing or silver lining about 9-11 was the way that this country came together the day of and the day after and the and, and the weeks after 9-11. The patriotism that was displayed in this country uh, was just so beautiful to see. And I wish we could just somehow get back to that feeling again. But looking at what was going on in, in Twitter, people should be ashamed of themselves because 9-11 was not uh, something where uh, liberals and conservatives were killed or white and black people were killed or gay and straight people were killed. It was American who were killed. And I can only imagine that the enemies of this country are just smiling ear to ear as they see the hatred for fellow Americans against each other going on in this country. It is sickening. Uh, But uh, we did uh, have a great mass yesterday at church, remembering all of those who did lose their lives on 9-11, as well as all the family members. I mean, the first responders. I, I did the, I covered the Navy SEAL swim across the Hudson River just a few weeks back, uh, where they did that in honor of the victims of 9-11. It was a beautiful memorial and a tribute. They also were honoring uh, their fallen brothers that died in extortion 17. So many people the lives that were changed by 9-11, not just the ones in the towers and in the Pentagon and on the plane in Pennsylvania, but the amount of people's lives that were forever changed. So many young men answered the call for this nation and signed up for our military service, and so many of them did not come back home from the Middle East. 
Uh, just, I just want to say to all the listeners out there, I know so many of you have been affected in one way or the other. Uh, God bless you. Uh, you. You know, you are in the hearts and minds of my family. That's for sure. I will never forget the sacrifices and service made by so many people in this great nation. So, just wanted to get that off my chest. Back to the podcast here. Joining me on Wednesday, I'm going to have NASCAR, really one of the best NASCAR drivers right now, Joey Logano, will be here with me. And then Friday, we're going to close it out with a legendary football coach, really just a, just a stand-up guy, a motivational guy, Lou Holtz. Coach Lou Holtz will be here to close out the week on Friday. All right, and if you have an opportunity, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You know it. Every day is Father's Day right here on First Class Fatherhood. Let's jump into it right now with Chris Lane on First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> Joining me now, First Class Father, Chris Lane. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, man. What's up? Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old? Uh, I have one that just turned one and then uh, one that's about to be born uh, here in October. So we have our daggone hands full, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. You know what you're having? Did you do a gender reveal or you're waiting to the end? We're going to wait to the end. Um, we do know what we're having for the second baby, but, uh, so baby, baby one was a boy. Um, I know my wife was, uh, kind of hoping for a girl on baby two, so we could, we could potentially stop there. But, uh, if it ends up being a boy, we're going to have to try for three for her. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to try for four. So I had three boys, then got the girl. So, uh, it, it could take a while. Oh my gosh, man. Four. The f- I, I know what it's like having one. I can't even imagine what it would be like having four. The the, the fun is in the trying. The challenge is on there on, on the other end when they when they come out. So we get <laughs> we get to participate in the fun part. <laughs> if you could, Chris, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so uh I'm a country artist. Um I tour the country uh, playing shows, and uh, I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, writing music uh, usually during the weeks and then out on tour um, on the weekends. But um, music is not something that I've done my entire life like a lot of guys. I grew up playing uh, football, baseball, and I'm going to give a, a very short uh, side of story of, of how I got to this point. But um, grew up playing football and baseball with an identical twin brother. Um, we both moved on, played college baseball, assumed that I would be playing professional baseball right now. Um, not ever knowing that, uh, I would be in the music industry and, and, uh, out here on the road touring with all the guys that I grew up going to watch in concert. It's been, uh, quite the change, but in the best way, you know, um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I had, uh, two ACL reconstructions that hurt my chances at moving on to play professional baseball. My twin brother had his opportunity to go do so didn't take it. He now plays drums in my band. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun that we get to, uh, still take this ride together. Um, just, uh, I guess a different ride than, than playing sports. But, um, you know, I met my wife about three, four years ago. We got married pretty quickly. And, and, um, like I just mentioned, we, we had a, uh, a little boy about a little over a year ago. And, um, and another baby on the way right now that is about to pop out any minute, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, and, and so right there, about a year ago or so, take me through that. I know it's um, it's recent, you're having your second one here, but so far, how has becoming a dad changed your perspective on life? 
Man, I, I feel like, uh, you know, this year for me, it's, it's uh, I've toured less than I ever have before. Um, that's because, you know, it's, it's their first year of life. You want to be there as much as you possibly can. And, um, you know, mama's needed as much help as possible. You know, I think this has been a massive life change for both of us because um, it's our first, you know, we, we, uh, we met like I said, three years ago, got married pretty quickly and, 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 um, all of it happened so fast. Uh, but it's, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and the best kind of way it's made me uh, a completely different person, um, for the best. And, um, I, I guess that's what kids do, right? They change your life. Yeah. And I, and I, my, like I said, I have four my, my two oldest ones are only 15 months apart. So my wife was pregnant like yours very early on, right after we had the first one. And we were the same way we met in a September, we were engaged that December, married that February. So it was all pretty quick for us and then had our first child the following year. And so I know that, and it kind of, I guess, forces you to bond more with that first child while your wife is pregnant with the second one. What it would have been, I know that the pregnancies, all four for my wife, I mean, she could get into the minuscule stuff of how different they all were. For me, it all kind of really seemed the same, uh, just uh, from my take. How has it been this far, second go around with your wife being pregnant here? Any, any differences from the first time? Yeah, this uh, she's actually been a little sicker the second time around, uh, which was surprising. But um you know, she's, she's in the late trimesters now. So, uh, been feeling a lot better minus, uh, she feels huge and, and, uh, seems like baby's growing uh, a lot every day. <laughs> um, but I, I would say, you know, uh, from, from my perspective, uh, I'm still out there on the road touring. So, uh, mama's had to do a lot, uh, at the end of the day, but you know what? I know what my job is when I come in off the road, no matter how tired I am, tired I am she needs a break um so I am all hands on deck when I get home um I've kind of taken a uh riding has kind of taken a back seat here for a while so I can uh make sure my weeks I'm I'm there for uh for her and for him as much as possible and and I tell you what there's nothing better than uh letting her sleep in the morning I get to get up with them for the first couple of hours and we just jumped into our routine man and and uh have so much fun yeah, awesome. Has it changed you in any way so far as as a songwriter or as, as a performer? Has has becoming a dad changed you in that way at all yet? I would say definitely. Uh, I have a whole new set of inspiration as far as songwriting goes, and and obviously not every single song that I write is a song that uh, is inspired by him. But I do have one in particular that I wrote for him a couple of months before he was born, called "Ain't Even Met You Yet," and it was it was strictly for uh, you know as a first time father, I was experiencing all these, uh, feelings about becoming a first time dad, you know, having kids was not something that I always wanted, um, in my life. In fact, I feel like for years I prayed, Lord, you know, this is not something that I want. Um, and, and, um, it took me meeting someone that I fell in love with to change my perspective on that. And, uh, I remember the day that I don't think I've ever told the story, but, uh, I remember the day that uh, Dutton was born. Uh, my wife uh, was in the bathroom and I was just standing there holding him. I had this Christian playlist that I was listening to and uh, I was holding him in my arms and I just bawled my eyes out and I don't cry over anything. Like I'm not a very emotional person when it comes to that, but just holding him in my arms for the first time 
uh, I, I just said, Lord, thank you so much for not listening to me and, and how stupid I was before, because I would have never have known, uh, the kind of love that I know now, um, with, with, uh, you know, having a little man. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that's really powerful stuff, Chris. And you talk about, uh, God or faith though. Is faith something that's important in your life? Uh, and is that something that, that you hope to instill in your kids and what other values do you hope to instill in your kids growing up? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like for Lauren and I both, um, that is probably the most important thing. Um, and, and probably the most important thing that we want to, uh, instill in Dutton. We want him to know who Jesus is. We want him to know what, um, what he's done for us and, and what he's done for the whole world, you know? And, and I think that I grew up going to church, uh, my whole life and, and it's been something incredibly important to me. And, um, uh, and again, yeah, I, I think we will, uh, instill that in Dutton in hopes that, uh, he wants to follow it like we do. Yeah. I got three older boys myself. So yeah, we, we, we run a lot of faith in this family over here as well. So, so cool to hear. And, and I know that you know your wife Lauren was on the uh, was a winner there on the on the Bachelor. I, or I've I've had several of the uh, the guys from the Bachelor on here that that have had success, some that didn't. Uh, all good fathers now as they moved on from that. Did you see your wife's season on there? Were you aware of that? Or if not, did you go back and watch it after? And I make this joke all the time. In fact, I feel like I made it last night. Um, but I said, honey, I feel like we should just both sit down and go back through and watch your season. And she's like, absolutely not. You're not allowed to do that. So we haven't, we haven't done that yet. But um, I want to say, I guarantee you, I, I used to watch The Bachelor all the time. So I, I'm, I guarantee I, I uh, saw somewhat of her season if I randomly was watching it on a Monday night, I think is, is the nights that it used to come on. Um, but I guarantee I, I never put much thought into that, but I've actually met her not long after she came off that show at a radio event in Austin, Texas that I was playing at. And I think, uh, she was presenting another artist on stage and, and long story short, we met that night, kept in touch over the years. Um, and about four years separated from that night is when, uh, uh, she was single I was still single and, uh, I was going on a trip to the Bahamas and just randomly asked her if she wanted to go. And, and while we were there, uh, kind of hit it off and, and, uh, man, I, I made fun of all my buddies for jumping into relationships fast and, and watching them get married very quickly after meeting somebody. And I always called them an idiot. And here I am. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'll tell you, it's better for her to be on The Bachelor than be The Bachelorette because it's uh, her going after one guy as opposed to her making out with 30 other guys on the stage, like, you know, so it's at least better that way. For sure. I, I could not agree more. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I'm thankful that she did it because I probably would have never met her. I mean, she's from Portland, Oregon, and, and I was from North Carolina. We couldn't be any further away from each other. I probably would have never met her in my entire life and uh to know the love that we share and the love that we have for each other, um, I, I feel like it's special. And, and I don't know if I would have found that in somebody else. In fact, I wasn't even looking for it when it happened. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, God's got a plan for sure. And what, what has it been like for you watching Lauren become a mom and take on that role of motherhood? Oh, my gosh. She is. You know, I think we were both scared to death when we first knew that we were jumping into motherhood and fatherhood um, because we're like, we don't even know what to do at this point. Um, but I mean, 
just watching her be a mom is is the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, the love that her and Dutton have. I mean, I I can tell it's slightly different. He has a a much different uh, connection with her than uh, he does with me. And I I feel like it's probably like that. They're they're mama's boys when they're little. And then uh, when they're old enough, you can probably tell me a little bit more so than I would know. But it feels like when they're older and I can take them out and play golf or or we can do sports, all that kind of stuff, uh, the connection changes a little bit. Yeah, and it does. And you know what? Like I said, of my four kids, each one of them is different at every stage. So it's finding out. You like my oldest is sixteen now. I don't know what the seventeen-year-old is going to be like. So it's like whatever age they are, that's where I play ball. You know. So I enjoy each stage. They're all different. They all attack things in different ways, and it's just fun to get to watch who they become. You know, in the process. Sure, I I, I agree, man. I'm so excited to. Uh to just watch Dutton grow up, watch baby number two grow up and, um, you know, just be the best dad that I can possibly be and just be there for him as much as I possibly can. Like my dad was for me. What was the relationship like with your dad growing up? What kind of father was he? Um, I mean, he was an incredible father. Um, at the end of the day, we did everything together and, and my brother and I, I mean, we played football, baseball, basketball. So we were constantly doing sports and our dad was always our coach. Um, so uh, I, mean, I feel like we were literally always together. Like we, we did everything together. Um, and I feel like he was uh, an incredible father. And I think the most important thing was he kept us in church. And, uh, you know, because of that, uh, I have a relationship with, with God. And uh, I feel like that's the most important thing in life at the end of the day. Awesome. What about as far as bedtime goes here, Chris? Are you uh, reading the books or are you hitting them with songs from the latest album? Like, are you a lullaby kind of guy? How does that work? So I know it's early yet, but how, how is it working with that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I will say this. Dutton loves music. I mean, it is weird how much he loves music. Um, in fact, I, I play the guitar for him it's every day that I'm home. That's his favorite thing in the world is when I play the guitar and and he usually likes to take over and beat the crap out of my guitar. But uh, he always gets the biggest smile on his face. Or if we just put music on in general, um, he could be screaming. And that is the one thing that will always work to get him to stop. Um, And at nighttime, you know, his rich, he he loves reading books uh, for whatever reason. He loves that. Or I'll sit there and play my little mandolin that, uh, I've been learning how to play. He loves the sound of that thing. Very, very cool. And I know now we're kind of past the pandemic, so you're in a good spot now uh, or a better spot than you would have been when you had uh, your first child there it was kind of at the height of all that stuff. So what was that experience like having a child, your first one uh, during the pandemic? Did you get to go to all the appointments? Were you in the delivery room the whole bit? What was that kind of like? Yeah, honestly, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, and I, I would have taken off the needed time that I, I would have had to have uh, taken off um, had I not uh, been off basically for for quite some time because of COVID. So uh, it allowed me to be at home a lot uh, those first handful of months, um, which I probably would have been out touring half of that time. Um, So, yeah, I I got uh, real acquainted real fast and learned how to change diapers, uh, you know, just really got to help out mama a whole lot. Um, and it was, it was super special. I'm so happy that that was kind of the silver lining for me, uh, was that it happened in, in a, a good time as far as having a, a, a baby in the world, um, and being able to be at home all the time. 
Awesome. And I know uh, now, obviously, your second child coming here in October. What kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself in the future? Working on any new projects, new albums? What's coming up next for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on brand new music um, and, and finally starting to get back into uh, writing as much as possible. You know, I was using most of my road days out there touring. I'd bring songwriters out on the road and and would use the, the weekends to uh, write as much as possible. But, uh, you know, I'm going to take a significant amount of time off when baby number two gets here. So I'm going to use that uh, downtime to write as many songs as possible and uh, to work on a brand new project and, and, you know, no timeline, but uh, this will be my third record. So I'm going to make sure that uh, every song is perfect and, and uh, every song that I love. Right on with that. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Chris, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Uh, best advice I can give you is to buckle up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would just say, uh, you know, I'm sure most guys are probably nervous about becoming first time dads because it's a huge life change. Um, I would say get as much sleep as you possibly can now before, uh, before the baby gets here, but, um, it is going to be the biggest blessing to your life. Um, and it is going to be a love like you have never known. Yeah. Very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Chris Lane, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. Heck yeah, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time. You have been listening to first class fatherhood. First class fatherhood is a family made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.